You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Welcome back to Packernet. JJ Leahy, Jake Shavink. Is this, what is this? Is this still derailed? I mean, or is this just something? It's JJ and Jake talking football. Uh, we're going to do a lot of college football, I think, but more important than than what uh, games we're going to be talking about is the theme. Jake, I think you'll agree this is very important what we're doing this year. It's it's, um, I think so. it's sexy. It's shocking. It's tantalizing. We are doing uh, football. Politics, religion, and sex. That's what we're doing. It's, it's not now football is not the first thing in the list of four. It's football colon politics, religion, and sex. This is gonna be juicy. We're gonna debate some heavy hitting topics around the football world. And like I said, we're gonna try to, you know, stick to college football. But I'm sure some NFL stuff is going to get sprinkled in here. So here's here's the thing. I'm going to kick this off. We're going to talk about religion. This is this is a big deal. It's going to get heated. Jake, can we can we try as hard as we can to stay friends after the end of this episode, despite yeah. our, our huge differences? I, I think we can. Uh, by the way, I think it's fun. No, we're doing college football. We've done this once before, right? We talked yeah. about the Big Ten expansion. I think that was very fun. Obviously, that's you know, one one more uh, rotation around the sun away. But I think that's you know, it, it should be interesting. It still is derailed. Uh, I'm sure it still will be, even without Ryan here. Difficult oh, yeah. uh, conflict. You know, there's a lot going on this week, but should be a good time. No, I forgot. We need to. We have to talk about why Ryan isn't here. Because he he screwed the pooch. So here here's the thing. Ryan is like probably forty percent of the time, he's like the reason that our pods either get uh, rescheduled to a different day or just canceled outright when it comes to packing it derailed. Now, part of it is on us for doing this stream after Ryan's bedtime. As an as a our resident old person, like I think Ryan goes to bed at seven p.m. Um, and we don't start recording this until now I'm in Eastern time zone. So I think, it, I think it's seven o'clock uh, Lambo time when we start recording. And that, I think I'm pretty sure that's when Ryan normally starts sending up the Z's, but he, he sent us some lame excuse Tuesday night, which is when we normally record. Like we, we start at seven central and I think at like seven Oh two, he texted us and said, like, yeah, I'm not going to make some hanging out with my mother-in-law. Right, of course. I believe that story. Um, then we're like, okay, no sweat. Jake and I move our schedules around, you know, move heaven and earth to make sure that Wednesday night's going to work. Yep. And then Ryan, Dag Nabbit, he's doing a live stream with stinking... Matt Ramage. Now, I love Matt Ramage. Frankly, I think Jake and I both wish we were doing live streams with Matt Ramage right now, but we're Good not. Time. Just Ryan. So, listen, we're not bitter, but 
Screw you, Ryan. No. I didn't co-sign right. that message, by the way. This is this is JJ, but I will say I, I I'll co-sign on this. It, it was so we do it normally. Sometimes we'll go to like seven thirty Lambo time, right? Sometimes it'll yeah, stretch its way out yeah. to seven forty-five Lambo sure. time, and then it's you know then it gets. But yeah, it was. JJ goes, oh yeah. So do we want to do it at seven thirty? Six fifty-seven. Ryan uh, goes, yeah. Uh, I don't think you know. Mother-in-law's here. I don't think ducking out to do pause an option. Six fifty-seven. Granted, you know, we're like, okay, 7.30, right? Like, okay, it's three minutes before 7. Usually, you know, Ryan's responding a little bit sooner. That made sense then. And so it's like, okay, well, you know, is what it is. But to your other point about the uh, the other live stream that we did or the other, I guess, uh, college football show that we did. Um, So that was probably two years ago now. It was like June. Or, whenever the, the news broke, was that when – when uh the oklahoma and and texas news broke no that was it was usc UCLA, ucla and usc to the big 10 yeah we had a blast and i think that we both ended that episode thinking man maybe we're gonna like start a new show we should do this every single week and then it turned out that we like our audience is just packer fans and they don't give a crap about college football if it's not the badgers which you know what Hey, we talked about him on that show. Just yeah, saying. that's true. We did. I think that I voted to kick him out of the Big Ten, didn't I? No. Um, there were a couple of votes to kick out. I think I'm trying to remember who it was. Okay. We did if it was Rutgers. Have... If it was Rutgers back then, they've they've uh they've come on. They've they've they're bowl eligible already. It had you know to have been they're... Nebraska and Northwestern. Right? I think that that's probably what it was, yeah. Because there's probably. there's no way that that you or I are ignorant enough that we would have actually suggested kicking Rutgers out because like, I don't know. They're, they provide, if you were to put together a list of the teams that most deserve to get kicked out of the big 10, it's Northwestern like seven times. And then we can start having a conversation about who else. And it's, it's probably Nebraska. Although I, you know, Nebraska is super easy to like, but, but really hard to watch. So, all right, so I, I I have a I have a religion thing that we got to talk about. Okay, here. so let's do it. Here's a story on uh, it's on several outlets, but I found it on Outkick.com. There's a guy, a Montana man, survives a brutal grizzly attack. So this was I think last fall. This guy named Rudy was out hunting. For deer he got attacked by a grizzly bear and it like chewed part of his face off so you're saying he was off sides story <laughs> and he got penalized okay basically okay all right so he has been you know recovering from this and it's been this you know really long inspiring recovery for him and he had set this goal that he wanted to be healthy enough. Keep in mind, he's missed a part of his face. The, the grizzly bear like ate part of his jaw. It's horrible. And and miraculously, and, and also no small part due to this man's drive and sheer willpower, he's like making a full comeback. And his goal is that he wants to make it 
to the Montana Montana State game next month. All right. The guy, he's he's still he can't talk very well. He like carries a whiteboard around and writes stuff. And you know, one of the things that he wrote is like, hey, I want to go to this Montana, Montana State game. Like, this is a big goal that he set for himself. And it's it's a big deal because he is a big Montana State fan, right? And he said that this grizzly bear attack has left him, according to his daughter, his daughter said that he has developed a whole new hatred toward the University of Montana. He hates the Montana Grizzlies even more than he used to. And like, I don't know, man. Like, this is such an intimidating and inspiring story. You know, this man survives this brutal grizzly bear attack and now he like wants to see the montana grizzlies die on the field like he almost died in the woods first of all this is kind of inspiring second like you kind of can't blame him i mean you know i'm trying you know i'm i'm a i'm an ohio state fan not many people have been attacked by a Buckeye nut, but I think I think they are poisonous, and so it can cause like a little bit of an upset stomach if you eat one. Probably nothing. You probably can't die from eating a Buckeye, but maybe there's somebody out there who got mauled by a Wolverine, and now they hate the Michigan Wolverines because of that. Makes yeah. sense to me. No, that, I, I think yeah, I think I think it's very possible, right? Do do all do all the people who get attacked by grizzlies like not like the bears then as well? That's a great question. It's not as what's, local, what is his right? Thought on it's not Chicago as local, bears? but you know, it's still a bear. So you know, does he like Baylor? Right? There, there, so many questions here, right? I know it's an in-state thing, but I, I want to know if it's just an in-state thing, or you know, is this is this countrywide now? Any team with a bear in the logo or in the team name, do do we like them? Does he like them? I don't know. Well, and you have to think, you know, you think back to. Uh, Native Americans who were very in tune with nature, I'm sure were frequently battling for their lives against nature. All right. Probably a lot of Native Americans um, have ancestors who survived grizzly bear attacks and some who didn't survive grizzly bear attacks, which probably makes it even worse. Like, you know, listen, yeah, it sucks that uh, the grizzly bear chewed off your granddad's face. Grizzly bear ate my granddad. Like, I hate grizzly bears even more than you do. So, I don't know. But there's also this this probably, probably this element of um, trying to practice, like, a respect for these animals. Um, I would imagine. I'm not Native American. I am Irish. And, you know, our thing is just potatoes and whiskey. You know, we don't we, we Irish are not very in tune with trying to respect nature unless you can get drunk off of it. Sure. So anyways, um, but I did I did find that, you know, inspiring. And I think that his his hatred for the Montana Grizzlies clearly is is approaching like religious levels. And it seems to have fueled him with this uh, this divine energy to heal himself out of sheer spite. So anyways, that's what I have. Um, now I, I had uh, texted you earlier and, and instructed you to do some research for this podcast and come up with some stories um, that were 
salacious in nature uh, so that we can really exploit religion and politics and sex for football purposes. What do you got for us? I think the religion one's very easy. Uh, it's not necessarily a story, but it's, I mean, it's something that was, everyone felt was inevitable, but it felt like that this, this team was getting away with way too much. Uh, it felt like the gods were backing them and they got a nice dose of karma. If you believe in such things, that's the Iowa Hawkeyes. Okay. Oh. That's the Iowa Hawkeyes. So the Iowa Hawkeyes, for those not completely familiar, I mean, you know, you probably know the team, but they have a lot of stipulations on offense with their offensive coordinator, Brian Ferentz. It's like, all right, you score 325 points, 25 a game, or you're fired. Wait, Brian Ferentz, that name sounds really familiar. Do, do Are there any famous Ferentz's that he might be related to? Uh, you know, I checked. I, I checked on Ancestry, uh, and there is one. It is actually Kirk Ferentz, the head coach at Iowa. Crazy oh. as that sounds. Wow. Do, do they know each other? Uh, yes, they are. They are actually related, um, and it might have. I don't know. Someone would have to. Someone would have to confirm this out there. But it would potentially be the reason that that Brian was hired. I don't know. That Maybe. that could be very scandalous. Mm, just saying. I mean, you know, like a lot of getting ahead in life is like who you know. So maybe yeah. Brian mm-hmm. Ferentz's mom introduced Brian to her husband Kirk and recommended oh. him and said, awesome. "Listen, Brian, up and coming." bright hard worker hasn't really found success anywhere in life yet but you know we're very proud of him he tries his best what can you do anyway it's just a theory go on well yeah so so i'm not i can't believe i'm about to defend iowa a little bit i i don't like them at all uh jj knows this but i'm going to defend (laughs) them a little bit uh obviously losing Cade mcnamara and eric all that that hurts a ton right as as you would know of course jj michigan yep. yep they are cast offs but they at least were players who at least at one point in time did contribute to some success i think all a little bit more than McNamara, right sure. yeah and so losing both of those guys obviously hurt them offensively still though they are a team that is that is banking on the fact that you're going to make a mistake they their offense is their defense their offense is their special teams and then one time a game, they'll offer you a touchdown on offense. So two games I want to bring up, right? Wisconsin, a little over a week ago now, about 10 days-ish, 11 days. Hopefully our listeners don't click away. Yeah. Um, but listen, this is, I'm going to, I was, this is a, not a really an anti-Badgers thing here. This is, again, remember all Badger fans out there, we, we don't like this team, right? They get a long touchdown run. But their other points come off of sacks and turnovers, right? Field goals or not, safety, right? So they get all of that, right? And the one time they play a team earlier this season that knows, okay, we just don't have to turn the ball over and we just play some, you know, decent offense and it's 31 nothing Penn State, right? That's great. And Iowa, though, once they beat Wisconsin, it was like, oh, we're in the driver's seat for the Big Ten West title, right? Oh, no, this team's going to be 11 and one. This could be the worst 11 and one team ever. Right, like oh, the or the best worst, best worst miles. eleven and ten, whatever you want to call it. Right, like yeah. this is yeah. very strange. And it was like, all right, well, this can't happen. And so everybody, you know, those of us are reaching out into the divine world, saying, like, please, just do not let this happen. Do not let this happen. And lo and behold, here comes Minnesota, PJ Fleck, a team that I, I don't like either. <laughs> but when you don't like both the teams, just root for the one who's got the worst record. 
right? Minnesota comes in, they True. find a way to get it done. Iowa gets, I'm going to say some some helpful stuff in that game. A catch, right? And they get they turn the ball over to Minnesota. Minnesota misses a field goal under 40 yards. They're getting breaks and breaks, and they're hanging on. Okay, Minnesota punts to them up 12 to 10. And Cooper DeGene, this I this podcast, this network, we we are big fans of Cooper DeGene. We are going to start sponsoring Cooper DeGene. Yeah, I think that you know that might work out. Yeah, you know, get a, get a get a decal on the helmet or something. And fields the punt, returns it for a touchdown. Horrible tackling from Minnesota. I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Of course, Iowa does this. Of course, it's a special teams touchdown that's going to be the difference in this game, and the win by four or five, depend extra point, you know, pending. Right. They're they're sitting there, and as I'm watching Wisconsin beat Illinois, that was tough. Um, so there you go, Badger fans. There's your bone right there. Uh, Illinois blew that big time. I come back and the refs are talking. The refs are talking about something. I don't know what. Then they show the replay of DeGene kind of like weirdly waving his left hand. I don't know what he's doing. He's not pointing with it. He's pointing with the right. He hand. was praying. It was, he was he praying. Was, he was. He was praying that it would be a nice bounce. I think he was praying he to the, the grizzly bear spirits. It could be. It's very possible. Or the it was almost a, kind of a gateway to the to that part of the country almost <laughs> you could say and the refs decide that that's in, that's an uh, illegal fair catch uh, call and you when you do that you cannot advance the ball i know iowa fans were all over the place like saying we were robbed we were robbed no no this is karma okay you can't score you can't score 11 points a game and be 11 and 1 i'm sorry it's 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 not happening uh thank goodness we got that out of the way right you're probably still going to be 10 and 2 good for you but we're not going 11 and 1 to a Big 10 title game with an offense that, you know, borders on disgraceful. Right, not borders on disgraceful. They were last year, they were the the worst ranked FBS offense, right? Like 130th yeah. or whatever. Yep. Then this year, two new teams join the FB join the FBS ranks. And Iowa is ranking below them. So yeah. congratulations. You found a way to go worse than worst. So. Right. And and the and the big part of it, and there was like some insane stat about Iowa not like their offense is putting up like a hundred less yards than they're giving up on defense per game. Like a hundred and and we have to and put this into perspective, like that's a good defense, right? And they're still getting <laughs> they're still gaining a hundred less yards on offense than a really good defense. That's Right, it's not like they're in the Big Twelve, right? Where oh, we're you know we're putting up four hundred and we're giving up five hundred, right? This isn't that's not that. It's like no, no, we're giving up two fifty, we're putting up one fifty. It's horrible. So this was karma yeah, only... or, or whatever you want to call it uh, that that Cooper Jean gets called for this. Thank goodness we don't have to experience an eleven one Iowa team that that can't score on offense. It's it's it is perfect karmic retribution that Minnesota game, and I hope they lose more. We'll see, but it'd be nice. The worst. Or sorry, the the only defense in the country on a week to week basis that play that that is better than Iowa's defense is just whatever defense is matched up against Iowa's offense. Yeah, because you you can't fail at that. No, you really you really can't. Like even they didn't. They they were early in the season. They didn't blow out like a really bad football team. I don't remember who it was. I think they won by like have- ten points against a bad 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 team. Right. I want to make this comparison. Iowa, Iowa and Pittsburgh Steelers are the same. They're the same team. They have the same team. 
They're the same team. Just go watch the Monday night over again against Cleveland. No. no, Cleveland wins that game. They don't do two pick sixes. Yeah. You know, Rams are up 9-3. Second half on Sunday, TJ Watts dropping the coverage, pick a pass off. Game changes right there. Pittsburgh's defense is is creating everything for them right now. They're, They're doing everything they can to give this offense any opportunity to go score points. They're carrying them as hard as they possibly can without Cam Hayward. Like they are literally, they're, they they have the same colors. It's it's a perfect comparison. As we you know move into the NFL world, just a hair there. Well, I have some other good um, Iowa stats for you. So somebody, and I I don't know if this is true because I didn't watch the game uh, because I had better things to do with my life than watch Iowa Minnesota. Unlike you. Although it sounds like sounds like the end of it got really interesting. Oh, it was great. <sighs> Lovely. Do you do you recall how many yards, total yards, Iowa gained offensively in the second half of that game? Of that one? Yeah. <sighs> 17. I don't know, I'm guessing. It I was it was single digits. It was single digits. That's unreal. 2 <laughs> 2 yards on offense. This is what I mean. We can't let this keep happening. Please lose another game. Please. Yeah. No. Illinois. Illinois. Get it done. Come on. Get it done. Go get it done. Okay. So also, uh, so the oh, what upcoming game is it? There's an upcoming game. Iowa. I don't recall who they're going to be playing. Maybe it was the Minnesota game. I think it was. Uh, the point total in oh, that yeah. game. Yep. Closed at 30.5. Mm-hmm. which was the lowest point total in history. And I guess at, at one point people were talking about uh, the other lowest point totals in the last like 10 years. Yep. And, and the top three all involved Iowa. Yes. Okay. Well, now if you look at and, and it's it's convenient when you're trying to put together a list like this and you're hoping that Iowa is going to feature prominently everywhere. It's convenient because they have really set some records in the last couple of years. But the final score for this Minnesota Iowa game. So recall the 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 betting total closed at 30 and a half, which is the lowest in history. They scored 22 total points. Yes, indeed. So they uh, went they they were under by eight and a half points. Now, the second lowest point total apparently was also Iowa, Minnesota last year. Final score. And by the way, so the point total on that one was 31.5. Total was 23. <laughs> All right. Now, the third lowest point total in history, apparently, was 32 points. And it was Iowa, Kentucky, a bowl game. I don't have the year. I don't know what year this was. It might have it might have been last year where Levis didn't play. That would make sense. The, it's the, possible. Or it's or it's the one where Levis and Wandale balled out. It was it was one of the it was one of the ones of the last two years. I don't so, think it was the one where where he balled out because the final score on that one was twenty one nothing. 
So all three of these lowest point totals in history were under by at least eight and a half points, more than a touchdown. Brutal. And for okay. those of, and for those interested at at home, uh, the Iowa Northwestern total, which not this weekend but the weekend after, thirty seven and a half. Unless oh there are four pick sixes in the game Smash from Cooper to Gene, you should be betting the under here. That's way too high. Unless, like I said, Cooper to Gene gets like three pick sixes, then then we can talk. But like, I'm not doing? going to advise anyone listening to bet their life savings on the under. Um, but I, I have at least for more than a few seconds considered betting my own life savings on the under. Just put a little yeah. taste out there in the, in the under. Problem is, you probably don't get good odds. There's no, there's, oh no, there, nobody's going to give imagine. you good betting odds on no. the under on that. No. Now the over, whew, the over might give you fantastic odds. I think, I think so, but you'll lose your shirt. <laughs> okay, Possibly. so we we we've done some religion. Uh, I have. I have politics. Here's the thing. So do you recall Watergate? Do you recall any of the other slimy, I mean, disgusting I didn't live scandals? Through Watergate, but I do know what it is, yes. I read some fantastic books about Watergate when I was a kid. Okay. I'm okay. I'm also not old enough to have lived. One of my favorites. I, just, I love that you said, do you recall it? Like <laughs> Like what? What? What's, what was? What was? The, what was it like the morning after that? <laughs> what? What is what a disgusting government scandal that you are old enough to have lived through? Uh, I'm sure there are many. Um, There's nothing as disgusting as as what I'm about to talk about. Okay, this is Watergate 2.0, okay. maybe maybe even 3.0. <sighs> we have to talk about this alleged. And I, and I think if I just say alleged right now, I think for the rest of the show, we don't have to clarify that none of this has been proven in a court of law yet. I, I think I think I'll clarify right it once as well, and then we're good. I think you've okay, said you it want, once. You want to go ahead? Go yeah, ahead this, is, this is alleged at the moment. All right, alleged. Okay, we're good. Um, I used to have a coworker uh, named Andy, and and he and I, um knew some colorful characters and had some great names for them. These are, these are real people. One of whom there was a guy that we knew named Harry Sackrider. Incredible. I still have Harry Sackrider's phone number. I'm not going to give it out, but I'm, you know, okay. I have it just I'm not even sure what I would do with it. But uh, we also, there was this guy that we called Stillian, the stallion His, I can't think what his first name was. I think Matt, Matt Stillian. Or something like that. We call him Stillian the Stallion. Okay. Anyways, I you know I've been thinking about Harry Sackrider and and Stillian the Stallion because Connor Stallions is the beautiful, luxurious, I mean, like dime novel spy name. It's pretty good uh, of, of the guy at the center at the moment of this. University of Michigan sign stealing um, scandal. This is so juicy. So first of all, Stilly and the Stallion. Oh, sorry, Car Connor Stallions. I want to call him. I want to call him Stilly and the Stallion. Connor Stallions. So he was like, I guess, just a, a University of Michigan 
super fan apparently who really wanted to be involved and um he's a marine and and he has listed on his linkedin page basically like hey i'm an expert at stealing uh signs football signs so he's like buying tickets to dozens i think we're over 40 now confirmed dozens of games over the last at least three years and sending people to these games these are michigan opponents or possible opponents a lot of big 10 teams to our knowledge 12 big 10 teams at this point now some quick maths all right they're not going to scout Michigan because he now works for Michigan, and this is who he's stealing signs for and giving signs to. Mm-hmm. We got 12 programs here. There's 14 teams in the Big Ten, which means one of these teams, probably Iowa, was not deemed worthy of scouting, advanced scouting. Maybe here's the thing. If their, scouting, scout their, their scouting thing is easy. Don't turn the ball over. Win. That's it. That's that's literally the only thing you have to put on an Iowa scouting report. Don't turn the ball over. Win. That's it. That's it. I like to imagine that's the one. The conversation went something like this. Hey, uh, hey, Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, what's up? Should we scout Iowa? Yeah, sure. But only their defense. Yeah. Yep. I think that's about how it went. Who? What? Sure. What is your guess? What's your your prediction for which? Big Ten team they did not go spy on. Uh, which team? Um, I mean, probably if you looked at their, but it's it's over it's, three it's years. A, it's so about their, all, so it's about their schedule. It's it's about maybe who they play the least. Um, it's got to be a Big Ten West team. Yeah, for sure it does. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go off the. I'm gonna say Purdue. They play Purdue in the Big Ten title game in. 21 yeah but no way there's no way no there's no way here's the thing and purdue had like a freaky good offense that year too it should be northwestern yeah but is it it should be northwestern or northwestern and nebraska are the two that come to mind immediately it should be but i for some reason i feel like it's just it's going to be something where it's like oh it's that's weird why didn't they do that so connor stallions his LinkedIn page says, you know, that I'm like, you know, I'm a Marine and I'm a an expert sign stealer and an expert at like, you know, using your enemy's tactics against him. OK, cool. What he's not an expert at is like being sneaky and not getting caught because he bought all these tickets in his own name. And if you if you think if you suspect that maybe that was intentional because they're trying to like claim this is all above board and like, maybe, maybe the thought is like, you know, Connor Stallions is going to scapegoat and he's going to fall on his sword and like, Hey, no, you know, I did all this myself. We have new evidence uh, via the Washington post this evening that apparently the whole reason any of this came to light was not because you know, Michigan State or Ohio State or somebody or like a disgruntled uh, uh, former Michigan employee who was 
recently fired. You know, none of them went and leaked this to the NCAA and started it. Apparently, this maybe goes back to uh, Matt Weiss, the offensive coordinator, who was under investigation for something related to computers. And like everybody has their theories and probably the theories are all similar, but we still don't know what the heck, you know, he's accused of as far as I know, maybe Jake, I'm just missing something. I will have to see, but, but there was a firm that was tasked with, uh, examining a bunch of computers of Michigan staffers, apparently related to the Matt Weiss investigation. And they discovered this big paper trail of like literally a budget laid out about, Hey, here's how much we're going to spend advanced scouting each of our opponents. And like, you know, there's like dollar amounts and it's like ranked like, Oh, you know, we're going to spend the most money scouting Ohio state second, most money scouting, Georgia and we're going to send all these people to their to these games we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing but they also can be amazingly distracting especially when we're around other people so U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five that's right a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and to see what we find learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us in the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. These these tickets that uh, Connor Stallions was buying, first of all, he wasn't like going outside of the stadium to find a scalper and pay for these tickets with cash. He was going through like the team's official like ticket partner. You know, hey, I'm going to go to Ticketmaster buy these tickets in my own name with my ID. And it's like, you know, basically works exactly the same as like, if you're on uh, a flight and they've got, you know, the whole, I forget what they call it. The word that they call um, that list of everybody who's on the, on the flight. And then all the, you know, the stadiums, they all have cameras recording you the entire time that you are sitting in a seat. And so you can, the security for any stadium they can just punch in a seat number and pull up footage like that of what the person in that seat was doing the entire game. So it was a really short, uh, you know, order of business 
that the NCAA informs the Big Ten. The Big Ten forms its member schools. Their schools send security to go check the tapes. And boom, you can just look up the list of everybody who's who's at every game for the last several years and see, hey, look, uh, we do have Connor Stallions at eight games this year. Wow. Big Ohio State fan Connor Stallions at eight Ohio State games. Crazy. Um, and then, you know, you go pull up the footage and there's some lady sitting in this seat holding up a smartphone, pointing it at Ryan Day and his staff the entire game, just filming them. I mean, you hope that she's got like one of the newer phones that has a lot of uh, storage and maybe one of those telescopic zooms. You know, I think like the, you know, this would be great advertising for like the new iPhone or the uh, Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra, you know, that they got these telescopic stabilizing cameras. It's like, look. Hey, do you work for the University of Michigan? Get yourself the new iTunes, uh, iPhone 15 Pro Max S Ultra. Make sure you get the extra storage model because, you know, you're recording an 8K. It's going to use up a lot of storage for a, you know, four-hour football game. Um, yeah, and and so it wasn't just Big Ten opponents. They did all but one Big Ten opponent as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Nebraska. They also went to the games for everybody ranked in the top 10 in uh, the AP for this year, because apparently they learned their lesson because they only scouted a bunch of teams last year, like USC and Georgia. They didn't scout every team. And then they got matched up against TCU, who just kicked the living crap out of them. And yes. as far as we know, they definitely did not go scout TCU. I'm just saying, like, that right there says a lot. Again, remember, yep. uh, do we say the word alleged? We, we got to make sure we say alleged. Yeah, we, we have said alleged, but we'll say alleged a few more times here right now. Just so, we so, what, so what is the heart of the issue here is going to be who knew what and when yeah. and who bankrolled everything because there's a couple of very important rules in place here uh, that, that determine a lot of things. One is you, you are not forbidden from stealing signs for an opponent, right? If you are playing a game and you look across the other sideline and you steal their sign and use it in game, that's just being a good coach. All right. That is fair game. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to advance scout an opponent in person. You can watch their tape online. Maybe this is what Jim thought Harbaugh thought that Connor Stillian the Stallion was Maybe. doing every week was just, hey man, I'm just gonna pour through all the all the broadcast footage on YouTube of every team except for Nebraska, <laughs> and I'm just gonna catalog the signs that I can see on a broadcast there, that is perfectly allowed. You can't go there in person for a team that like, you're not one of the, you're not one of the teams playing that game. You also can't record with technology. And I think the distinction there, I would have to imagine 
would be that you can record with a pencil and paper. All right. Uh, yeah. Pretty I sure that so. is how you circumvent the record with technology specification. Right. The other rule at play here, and this one I think is a little more recent, just in the last couple of years, the, the NCAA defined that head coach is responsible for everything that happens in his football program, whether he knows about it or not. So that one yeah. might be problematic for Jim Harbaugh, who is Could already be. under investigation um, for impermissibly contacting recruits during the COVID-19 dead period. Yes. Um, or as Michigan fans like to call it a cheeseburger anyways. So, that sounds I mean, I, about now. here's how you know that it's a great conspiracy is because I think we first heard about this. What last Thursday, I think is when the story broke on ESPN. Yes, I believe so. So we are six days removed and we are still at the point where you can just, if you go Google Michigan sign stealing and then you just hit refresh every 15 minutes, you're going to find a new story with new information. This is how you know that it's a good conspiracy. All right. This is why it's Watergate levels. Um, You know, is uh, Jim Harbaugh going to get impeached? Is he going to have to, um, you know, pull out all his illegal recording equipment out of his office and turn it over to the Democrats? We don't know. Point being, you know, step aside Nixon. This is much better. And frankly, I can't wait for the uh, Netflix documentary. And then in a couple of years when they do like, you know, the, the big movie about it. I'm, I've been trying to figure out who's going to play Jim Harbaugh. Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. That is a good question. I had thought maybe John Harbaugh, but well, I don't actually well. have any record of him being like an actor. Now, I did think here's the one guy. Um, What's what's the this is, is going to be tough because I don't actually watch the show. What's the guy from he's the dad in that big family sitcom? He's kind of got the Jim Harbaugh look. Oh man. Um it was it was on like ABC Family. It's a huge, huge show. Huge show, ABC Family. Oh man. I figured you were just gonna go like like John Stamos or um or Patrick Patrick Dempsey, perhaps Modern Family, the dad modern in Modern family? family. Doesn't he look a bit like oh, John Harbaugh? Oh, oh yes, or Jim oh, Harbaugh. What's, I mean? what's his name? The actor's name I can't think of. It's a uh, Todd, right? Uh, Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell. That's his there name. you go. There you go. I actually didn't look it up. If you can that's believe actually, it, I didn't look it up. I just remembered I, all those. I, things. I believe you. I believe you. Sometimes I don't know. when I, I say stuff like that, I'm lying. I'm not lying right now. I I genuinely just remember it all. I don't know. Like Kevin James played Sean Payton. Do we have to be like right on the nose with with the acting like actor choice? Did no, that's what I mean. Like so, like people are going to this. Like oh, you know, but but do they are are they going to be like we got to get someone that's exactly like Jim Harbaugh? Or they just go ah, we'll just whoever wants to do it. You're, yeah. <laughs> we'll let you do it. Do Here's the other them guy. To get a good acting choice is the thing. Here's the other guy who could play Jim Harbaugh. 
it's it's like the the dad but like the young dad on parenthood have you seen that show I know that show because it's got Dax Shepard, and I love Dax Shepard. Ah, yes. Okay. And it also has uh, Ray Romano, but he's like, I guess, like a bit role that maybe didn't enter until like later on in the show. But the main guy who I think looks a little bit like Jim Harbaugh is uh, the actor who plays Adam. I also know him from a show my wife watches, 911. He's like a a firefighter. I think. Okay. So the, the, the actor's name is Peter Krause. I think. Okay. If you look up Peter Krause, I think he could pull off a convincing Jim Harbaugh. You put some khakis on him, tell him to oh, yeah. take his shirt off and climb a tree, oh, you know, yeah, get a little crazy. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I think, I think we've got it here. Yes. Now, the budget for this movie might be absolutely tremendous because of how many headsets. Uh, Peter Krause or Ty Burrell are going to have to destroy during the filming to like, you know, number one, get all the shots they need, but also to get, you know, if they're method actors to really get into the spirit of Jim Harbaugh, just, you know, losing his mind and destroying a headset, you know, because an opposing team converted, converted a second one, you know? Well, and I think, you know, if you donate, you know, maybe they'll donate all the seized, uh, electronic evidence in this case maybe to this movie you know maybe ease the budget a little bit maybe well, add to and, realism yeah perhaps and you know if they do that then you have to question you know how much of that is going to be left over after they're done filming because it sounds like they're going to seize a lot yeah so i think i think that this is a fantastic story um for anyone who is just a college football fan if you were a Big Ten fan, but not necessarily a Michigan fan. You're probably going to enjoy even more, but it's just, this is as juicy as it gets. Now, is Michigan actually going to get punished? I mean, I, I'm going to lead toward number one. I don't think there's a lot of precedent for being able to throw much at them, but then two, like, what could you possibly punish them with that would like hurt them? in today's college football. Cause like, Oh, recruiting sanctions, big whoop. Like recruiting is just NIL nowadays. Yeah, it is. That's very true. Uh, you know, are they gonna, uh, suspend Harbaugh for more games? Well, you know what? It didn't seem to hurt them much when they suspended him. When the university suspended him for three games at the beginning of this year, like I just, and they, you know, it's not, they don't want to take away scholarships or, you know, restrict the player's ability yeah. to earn NIL because you don't want to punish the players. Yeah, I would like, not. What, the only thing that I have heard as a suggestion for how you could fairly punish the program, but not the players, would be restricting Michigan from the transfer portal. You can't accept any transfers for x number of years yeah which i think actually when you look at how michigan has constructed their roster that would be a pretty painful punishment for them if you are yeah. to punish them probably more so than most most programs yeah they've gotten some really nice o-line transfers the last couple of years uh that have really kind of helped this offensive line stay you know near the top of of, of college football so I, I do agree that's a really good point 
I, I can't imagine they're going to bar them from bowl games. It just doesn't seem like like if they still make the playoff, right, we're going to 12 teams next year. They're going to want well, a team the like NCAA Michigan. Does and not, NCAA does not oversee the playoffs. Right. Like they, right. can't, they can't ban them from the playoffs right. because the playoff committee is going to tell them to go pound sand. Yeah, because there's just no the playoff committee's gonna be like, ah, yes, that's you know when we have all of these programs that are gonna make the playoff, right? You you expect like the Bamas, the Georgias, the Ohio States, the Michigans. Like, there's just way too many teams that are big for television that the committee's gonna be like, yeah, I don't think so. That's you know, you want to ban them from you know missing the 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 Gator Bowl if they make that, whatever. I don't care. That's fine. I but like if they're a playoff team, don't think so. Not happening. Speaking so of... then it's like so the one thing is is like so the Astros right yeah they well, they Hinch was suspended a full year right and they had players suspended games right and those but that was more about like the players. everybody involved got fired right so that was more about the players too because the players were involved in this right you get that part of the equation the players I, I just don't think like I said the, any of the players involved in this right they're a lot of them are gonna be gone anyway for one yeah for uh, sure. so punishing these new guys coming in is an absolutely ridiculous idea. Uh, so it's like, it's almost like, are you going to have Harbaugh step away for a full year? Right. Is that something that they would do? Maybe, uh, will it hurt them a lot? Probably not. Right. They play well, well, we got new, we got some new competition coming over. Uh, so that may affect them a little bit, but I do think you're still going to get two or three games, right. Where there maybe it'll tip the scales a little bit, right. Ohio state being one, right. I don't know if Penn state's, I keep forgetting if Penn state is a like locked in game for them i don't think it is michigan no. state would be that's no, not going to affect state that game michigan zero. state stinks that's right they've yeah, none state that's right zero um that's right well, we gotta actually say the thing so that people know what we're talking about but i can't think of what it's called like uh oh the guaranteed rivals protected rivalries protected rivalry yep that's what it is which yes. freaking iowa has three protected rivalries penn state has zero ohio state has one protected rivalry What's the heck? I, I would like to point this out. I don't think if you're in the Big Ten West, you should get three protected rivalries. That is garbage. Uh, right? I don't think you if all, you're in the Big you Ten stink. West, you should get to stay in the big in the new Big Ten. Like you all. Oh wait, stink. I forgot we have Wisconsin fans you, listening. Uh, all, other than like, Wisconsin, stinks. No. Yeah. Incorrect. Wait, who stinks? I'm just saying the Big Ten West like stinks. Why are you getting like yes. three three of them? Right? Like what? How how is that fair? Anyway. But like if you look at Michigan next year, right? They play they they do actually play Oregon, USC, and Washington next year. <laughs> Which like if you suspend Harbaugh for a year, those <laughs> games might tip the scales. USC probably not. They're losing Caleb Williams, right? They're kind of a It'll be interesting about, to see what happens when Michigan but... can't schedule Hawaii eight times a year. I, I love this. I love how many teams they have to play. Everybody has to play now. It's super fun. But uh, we'll see what they do. Uh, I didn't really have a scandal one because I think this is the big one right now. Like we, this is one we wanted to talk about the most. It's like, I, I am, I'm also doing the refresh thing. Nicole Arbach has, you know, stuff coming like now every 15, like from the article and, and from other oh, places. Like, yeah, there's so much going on with this that, you know, by, by the time we re- release this pod, there's going to be probably, you know, <laughs> a dozen oh, more yeah. big specified things that'll be like out and you'd be like, Oh, what about this? And this. And so, well, we've been recording for 49, almost 50 minutes right now. Yeah. And so that's how long it's been since the last time I looked. Oh, I bet you there's at more. least one new story since then. At least one has to. Oh, be. yes. I've been refreshing. There have been a few. So it's... Okay, so 
so it's it's actually your turn now because uh, okay. we both did religion and yeah. I did government. So so what do you have next for us? Do you have sex or do you have? Are you gonna dip? Because it seems like a personal question, but that's a <laughs> personal question. I'm not gonna ask okay. that one again. Or are you gonna dip back into religion again? No, I I think we can go to uh, the third one. Uh, okay. I think when it regards to college football, what's what's sexy right now is is actually the Pac-12. And it works perfectly, mm-hmm. right? It's after dark, people. Okay, soon you should be, be staying up for them. Yeah, soon to be the Pack Two. Regardless, although would they change their name to the Two Pack? Because then it sounds like Tupac. Yeah, that's you know that might be things, really good for their for their brand. Things you might only hear on Derailed. Just saying. So, but yeah, I think the right now what's sexy about the Pack Twelve is quarterback play, right? I think. When you look at the resurgence of of Michael Penix, right, got injured on in Indiana, right, had that one really cool game where they beat Penn State on the two point conversion that, you know, was a little disputed. Um, he's having a great year, right? They didn't have a great game last week, but they're playing well. You have a resurgent Bo Nix, right? Cam Ward is extremely sexy, right? Arm angles, right? Playing out of structure, and then of course you have potential number one overpick Caleb Williams. UCLA's well, got a new recruit we're in there. Robbed of Cam Rising, who should be yes. playing in the in the Pac-12, but he's out Absolutely. for the year. Absolutely, and and of oh yeah, and, and DJ Uyangalale coming over from Clemson to play at Oregon State, right? So yep. there's so much going on in the Pac-12 that I think is, is is super fun, and unfortunately, what really stinks about this year is, of course, you know, this sort of thing is fleeting, right? Sometimes you know it's happens for a little while it's exciting and then it kind of trails off we're about to hit that point right they're about to cannibalize each other for the next five weeks before the playoff before the big pac-12 title game right so it's not going to last right however the quarterback play itself is really good and it will last i think through this through this final stretch of the season Mm -hmm. and we're going to be talking about a lot of these quarterbacks in the draft as well but when you look at again nicks Penix, yeah several williams Right, UCLA's got a guy in in Dante Moore who's the big time recruit. He he's been benched, but you know they, they still get a great game out of uh, out of Garbers last week at UCLA. So it's really exciting. Uh, I encourage you guys to to stay up late and watch what is you know the Pac-12's final season as well. By the way, uh, because I mean you just you watch these offenses play and it is incredible. So and and Michael Penix. I you know right now I think that he is and should be in the driver's seat to win the Heisman. JJ McCarthy has uh, he's the betting favorite. Yeah, I wouldn't bet. But him. I think that is because people are expecting Washington to slip up here at some point over these next five games or in the Pac-12 title game, and the Pac-12 or sorry, Washington still has number thirteen Utah. Coming up, they do. They do. A lot of people have that game circled. I think most people are expecting Washington to slip up. If they do not slip up, I think Michael Penix is your Heisman champion. I don't know yes. how it could go down any other way. Now, if he does slip up, I think it instantaneously becomes a probably a two man race between. JJ McCarthy and Marvin Harrison Jr. And whichever team wins the game, yes. that's going to be your your Heisman. 
between those two guys. I mean, there's there are other dudes in the mix for sure, but I think that I think that right now it's Penix's to lose. Yeah, no, I, I would I would 100 agree. I, I the Utah game is going to be. I think the the going to Oregon State on the road in Corvallis might actually be the slipping up point. Right at USC, so, their defense can't all, stop anybody. Yeah. They're putting up sixty-five, no problem. Oregon Utah, State I do agree. Week, it's a week after Utah, and Utah it is. is gonna be a slugfest. These players are gonna be tired. Yeah, if they They're grind out players, right? If they grind out like a twenty to sixteen win over Utah, they could be a little bit exhausted going to Oregon State. We when we watch all this these NFL games, I think we take it for granted that like every team for the most part is tough, and that these players are used to playing. 17 games a year against these really, you know, mean road grading players every single week in college. You play a team like say Penn state, uh, Michigan, uh, Utah, these teams that can really grind you down, play really physical. You're tired the next week. Yeah. I think Oregon state, I, I wouldn't call it a trap game because nobody is underestimating Oregon State, but I no, think that it's well. very advantageous timing for Oregon State. Yeah, and I will say we 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 saw it already with Washington, right? They they're playing Oregon, right? This is a big game. This is potentially the biggest game the Pac-12's had in a while, right? Two undefeated teams, both in top ten. Like this is a this is a playoff game, basically, as people call it, and and. 36-33, had to grind it out. Oregon plays physical. And then they go to they go play Arizona State 15 to 7. And they potentially could have lost that game. A couple calls kind of I think kept them kept them above board there to win. So yeah, this this stuff happens a lot. College football is I would say even more unpredictable uh sometimes than the NFL is week to week. And that's so it's exciting. But yes, that is my uh Pac-12 quarterback play is uh my my wife just walked past a couple minutes ago, and I'm kicking myself now for not trying to grab her attention and, and get her to come hop on here for this last item before we get off of here because I think it would have been really fun to get her perspective. Uh, Stephen A. Smith shared a... Looking at this, it started out as an Instagram post, but he tweeted it. Okay. Tweeted a screenshot of it. Apparently, there is, there was a group of women somewhere, mysterious group of women, who put together a list of places men shouldn't take them on their first date. Now, you got some places on here that I think make some sense. Applebee's, although my wife loves Applebee's. Uh, any fast food chain comes in at number eight. Okay. Uh, Wingstop. Uh, Denny's. The gym. Some women, I think, probably would like the gym. Yeah, that's some seems... of the. You know, it depends on the woman, but I think yes. some of them. There is a woman out there, I guarantee. Oh, would be like, oh, if you took me to the gym on my on our first date, I, there'd be many. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Uh, church at sixteen. I have dated some women who certainly would have put church on the list of acceptable places to take them on a first date. Uh, let's see. Starbucks. That one, I... Really? See, this one, like 
Actually, Starbucks comes in right ahead of coffee dates, just in general. And wow. I, I think that the, I think that this is a little bit telling of like, sort of the, the type of woman who was polled for this, because it is excluding a big chunk of of women out there who like this is perfect. Like, hey, listen, you know, something low key low stakes in public where I just have a chance to kind of decide if I like you. Yeah. Plus they, most women and most people in general love coffee. All right. Amen. Uh, th- I will say the Starbucks, the Starbucks one, I understand if it's more of like a local coffee place with like its own, you know, blend or something like that. I think that, I think that is I I get maybe being like a ah, Starbucks really and more of like oh yeah the local bit. That's fair. That's I think fair. I think that so so Starbucks being on there for me is like ah yeah that's I get it. I I get what they're saying in that in that regard. But not coffee that's, dates. That's kind of like that's kind of like you could take me out for a burger just don't take me to McDonald's. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I completely. All right, there there's a chunk of these that I think are just like common sense here. Uh, your house, not a good first date. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, let me see here. Movie night with Netflix or Hulu. Yep, I think that that's probably that would not a great probably be first at your date. house. Yes. Uh, hookah bar. I have been to a, a hookah bar. Um, and actually, I did go there on a first date one time. Um, thought it went fine. Didn't think that it was super memorable of a location, but it was fun enough. Waffle House makes an appearance on here, as does IHOP. Now, I I will just tell you, if I could do it all over again with my wife, I would first date for with her, 100% would be at IHOP. Okay. 100%. We would we probably would have gotten married a lot sooner than than we did in real life if I had read her well enough to know that like IHOP is where her soul lives. So, there you go. Okay, but here, here is the last item on the list, and this is why I brought it up on this show. Sporting events. Let me just say, as a guy, I don't have the perfect insight into the female psyche. But there is nothing sexier for me than like, hey, let's go to a Packers game. Or some other team that I care about. Let's go to a game. Are you kidding me? I would go out with like anybody if they had Packers tickets. I would go out with Jim Harbaugh if he gave me a Packers ticket. Who's he scouting? Well, maybe he thought we were going to go scout Wisconsin and we got lost. See, if it was like the reverse, if it was like, you know, this is an NFL thing and then we were attending a college game, then it makes perfect sense that you're scouting potential future NFL players. But, uh, yeah, I I think that this would have to be that you tell him, listen, we can go watch the Badgers on Saturday, but on Sunday, we got to drive up to Lambeau. I love it. There's there's plenty of pairings like that. What's your thought on sporting events for a first date? I think it's I think you have to read the room. 
right obviously well, she's got to be a sport fan obviously if she's not right, a, right, she's right, not right, a sports right. fan then that's just inconsiderate um yeah i mean uh it's it's nice i think it's i think you have to you have to know yourself as well you have to know yourself like if you're one of those who like is hyper focused right is all game like or you know it, you get really loud at games or you know you which again like it get loud enjoy yourself but you got to remember what you're what you're there for as well if if mm. you are someone who doesn't multitask well then i would say maybe avoid it right and, and save it for future dates right it just it, it just depends me. A plus for me is that I've always been a big believer in if I'm dating you and it's early in the relationship, I want to see you in some in some bad situations, meaning not like okay. not like danger. But I mean, like, I want to see you on a bad day when things aren't going well for you, because I want to see how you handle that, because I think that that is going to tell me a lot about how much I'm going to want to invest my time and energy into a long-term relationship with you. And, you know, my, I mean, my, my thought process is like, I, I want to see you at your worst. So I know what I'm dealing with, because if you're in a long-term relationship with somebody, you're going to get them at their worst sometimes. Otherwise you're just not being real with each other. So I want to see what your worst is. So, Maybe we take you to a Packers game and the Packers get embarrassed in that game, which has happened a couple times this year. Yeah, and you're Thursdays a big Packer ago. fan. I mean, that that I think that that is going to tell me a lot about you, how you're going to handle future Packers losses, how you're going to handle other things going poorly in life that I'll have to be there for. So to me, that's a bit of a plus. I think that's, that's a, that's a good perspective. I think that's, you know, I, I yeah, it, it hasn't really, I, sporting events hadn't really crossed my mind from first dates, but I think it's like, this is me at, this is, this is who I am. This is part of me. Like this is, you know, where I'd like to go. You know, you'll see me at you know my most obnoxious potentially or something, you know, like stuff <laughs> like that. Like this is, you know, this is part of who I am. Like, yeah, I, would I would I do it? Probably not, knowing myself. Uh, do I think it's like not an option and should be number one on the list? No. Well, here, if you, I'll, I'll just, I'm pasting. I should have sent this earlier, so I just dropped into the chat here. Here's a link so you can go look at the, at the list. Okay. And again, people listening at home, Stephen A. Smith tweeted this, so you can go check it out. A lot of you have probably already seen this online. Yeah. I think looking at this list, again, I think it gives you some insight into the type of women who were polled for this. Because there are definite there's definitely some themes in here. Like basically, this specific group of women, they are looking for something uh fancy, I would say. They want you to spend a little bit of a little bit of coin yeah. yep. to try and impress them. And yep. they are not gonna just pig out on IHOP. 
You know, I, I think that's why IHOP is on there. Or a buffet. There's a couple places on here, and IHOP is one of them, a buffet where, you know, some women, and I know this because my wife has told me a bunch of times, some women don't like to really actually eat in front of their dates early on because they don't want to let on that they enjoy eating. Right. And, you know, here's the problem. You go to IHOP, your true self is going to be revealed because when they do you go to IHOP? No, I don't. Um, I they, have been to IHOP, though. Plenty of times. Well, there's there's I don't a product currently. there called the Cinestax. Oh, yes. Yes. It? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you like them? Have you had them? Yes, I have. I, they're good. Yes. When the waiter sets your stack of like six Cinestax in front of you, Animal Instinct takes over. And, you know, some people consider that sexy. And and that's why, you know, this makes the list. And other people are embarrassed by it. You know, they don't like to show a a prospective partner or business partner. You know, I I would say IHOP is not a great spot to go for a business meeting. Um, Because, again, you know, you just start pigging out on your Cinestax instead of trying to close the deal. And it's just a bad look. Anyways. Okay. I, th- I think we derailed the episode. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but it's fine. That's that's the point. If we didn't, that's when I would be upset. Be like, what happened here? The straightforward podcast? That's not that's not how this works. You know, at that point, I think you would be squarely looking at Ryan as the sole reason why we get derailed when you have yeah. one derailed episode without him, and it doesn't get derailed. Yeah. That would that would be true. Who is it is it, we're making a new stat up here. It's called derailed above replacement. Like how much yeah. do you derail above your peers in derailed? See, I actually don't think that I'm the biggest derailer. Part of it is that I am the host. You are, and you have to put the schedule on. You gotta be like, this is what we're talking about, right? And so right. like at least we have to have something we're talking about. So you do you that that you do do that. So I think the biggest derailer has got to be Goose when he's oh, on yeah, the yeah. chat. He he easily Goose. Who who won? There there was a tie for the award last week. Well, wasn't it week? Wasn't it too old for this? Yeah, I think it was. And and Goose, both of them were played big hands in in in, in derailing the pod last week for sure. Do you have a college football game this weekend that you are recommending to folks uh, that you think will be a lot of fun? Oh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can. Um, I mean, I listen. If you if you can only tune into one game this weekend, right? Say say Saturday's your day where you're like, I got to get stuff done, right? I watch the games on Sunday, but I can get maybe one uh, college game in. I mean, I would be hard pressed to tell you anything else but Oregon Utah. Uh, mm. I think it's the best game uh, this weekend when you look. Elsewhere, it just feels like the week that a lot of teams are kind of like, all right, well, unfortunately, Texas, now you got to play BYU this week, you know, like stuff like that on the schedule. Ohio State's at Wisconsin, right? Although like, that is a night game. It is. It is at Camp Randall. It is. You know they're going to be loud. 
it it yes. doesn't matter how Wisconsin is playing. Wisconsin fans are going to show up. Yeah. They're going to be sufficiently boozed up. They're going to yes. jump around. Oh yes. You know, Ohio State might have casualties. Six thirty game. State has not won by double digits at Camp Randall since two thousand. So Listen, I mean, this is the first time for everything. Yeah. It could also be a good game. Remember. Penn Couldn't State be. was one of the teams I listed when I was talking about those physical teams yes. that wear you down Ooh, and yes. leave you and feeling tired the next up. week. And it's on the road, too. Like, this isn't like, oh, you played a physical game, you get to go back home. Nay, nay. You played the physical game at home. Yeah. yeah. It's at night. This is true. Just saying, I, maybe. Yeah. I think this is where, like, the, if we go back to my topic, like, this is like maybe the domino right here, Oregon, Utah. Somebody's, somebody's, getting themselves taken out of this playoff race right here. Someone is going, someone is done and it's going to continue. Utah without rising. It stinks that Rising's not playing in this game because I do think he could right. potentially be a scale tipper, especially because it's at, it's at home for Utah. Yeah. But like, oh man, it, it, it should be, it should be good regardless. It does say something, you know, back to your point about the, uh, about the PAC 12 being, did you say the Pac-12 was sexy or yeah, that, Pac-12 that was QBs. Yeah. Pac-12 QBs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it does say something that like, as I am trying to think what other games this week are going to be really fun. First of all, I don't think there's going to be a single sec game that is going to be watchable, let alone fun. Unless you want to watch Georgia offensive lineman play Packers fans, then you can watch them be up on Florida. Could be fun. Yeah. Back to back to what I was saying. Oh, yes. Sorry. No watchable games in the SEC. I immediately try and think of all of the Pac-12 games and all the. I'm also I'm looking for Pac-12, Big 12. Ooh, okay, that could be super juicy. And I don't. I mean, we quasi have a Big Ten, Big 12 game with two teams that are both currently in the Pac-12 because Oregon's going to be in the Big 12 next year and Utah's going to be in the or, sorry, Oregon's going to be in the Big 10 and Utah's going to be in the Big 12, but they're mm-hmm. currently Pac-12 teams. Yep. So it's almost uh it's almost a matchup. But I I think I am taking actually Oklahoma at Kansas. That's a good one. I think that'll be a fun game. It's at noon on Fox. You know, Oklahoma, I think I think if if the college football playoffs were this week, I think Oklahoma's probably in. And they need to thread the needle the rest of the season and try and stay in. I I, I think there is a non zero chance that Oklahoma is in the top four or five in the first college football playoff committee rankings but then more importantly Oklahoma's expected to win the the Big 12 yep. and if they're an undefeated champ I mean right now it is it is possible but not probable to have five undefeated conference champions yes it is possible yes it's not going to happen but it's possible no 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 and 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 I think if Oklahoma slips up and Kansas is not a team without talent. If Oklahoma slips up anywhere along the way, this is the team that the playoff committee wants to leave out. Of the 
Yeah, five because they don't want to leave out Florida State. They don't want to leave out whoever wins the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 has been like such a story this year. Yeah, I agree. They they, I, they would I think love to a, get Washington in if they say it. Like even a, sure. even potentially a one loss Washington, I think they will potentially give a nod to as long as they I think win their win their conference right. And then even if the Big Ten kind of beats itself up, and let's say that Penn State gets a win over Michigan and Michigan beats Ohio State, even if that happens, I still think there is a greater chance that the Big Ten gets in two teams than it gets in zero teams. I agree. So Oklahoma, thin ice, because even though Georgia is the team that deserves to be left out, they won't be. No, I, I think if like genuinely right now, if I had to say, oh, which team like of the top like six, would you say like for sure for you are are not in right now? Like you could toss. I'm legitimately like, I don't think Florida State's played all that well. Uh, they've left what? a lot of bad teams in games. Uh, we're not we're, we can't be sleepwalking at Boston College. This is just like kind of wow. nonsense. I think Florida State's going to win the national championship. And it's funny because, like, I came into the season, I'm like, "Oh, Florida State, let's go! This is going to be awesome. They're they're really going to they're going to really going to set stuff on fire this year." You and I talked about Florida State back in like May. Talked about how Florida State was the team to watch. Yeah, and I just something I don't know. They're just like not to me like they they might do this. They might be to me the TCU, where it's like ah, you're a Jordan Travis hater. That's what you are. Um, you're a Jordan Travis hater, sure. And JJ McCarthy has sure. poisoned your mind, sure. That's entirely possible. Um, I would have to self scout. Uh, I'll record myself <laughs> scouting. Um, just to see if that if that is indeed the case. No, I, I, I Tra- Travis is a gamer. I just think I the Boston College game, the Clemson game, pretty much fell into their lap, which. You know, Clemson this year. Yikes. Uh, we like so we, we have like you it. on the record hating on Jordan Travis, Jeff Halfley, and Dabo. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that last one, by the way. I am proud uh, to have you proud on, this, on that on last podcast, one, sir. Proud on that last one. Uh, hey, Jeff Halfley is cooking, he is getting stuff going now. No, no, I, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I, the third one, Dabo, I was in college proudly. Yes, I will probably stamp. Uh, the seal of 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 hating on. Uh, I am a hater. Yes. Um, Nate, find me one person who doesn't hate Dabo the Weasel. You're not. Know, there might not even be Clemson fans that. <laughs> right. Like there might even be some these of them. days. Yeah. So these days, nobody you know, likes Dabo. Yeah. So for me, Florida State. I don't know. I. You would rather have Georgia in instead of Florida yes. State? Yes, absolutely. Oh, you disgust. Absolutely. Absolutely. You disgust. And that's somebody and that's going and, and I don't want Georgia to win again, but like on a neutral field, they're gonna just they would Okay. They would they're now, not gonna TCU Florida State, but they're gonna do they're gonna do something to Florida State. That was weird. They're gonna just play defense every single snap because they can't move the ball. They don't have oh. an offense. They'll move until it. Brock Bowers comes back. They they can't move the ball. They'll just run right at verse. So tell me, tell me this. And I, I want to do this too, but I'm gonna okay. since I'm the host, I'm gonna give you the opportunity sure. to have fun first. Sure. Pretend that you're an AP voter. Sure. Who's your top five in college right now? 
Uh, and, okay. and, and you got to explain your, your voting voter. process too. Like, are you a, sure. are you a resume voter? Are you um, a stats voter? I'm just an eye test voter, man. Uh, uh, I'll look at the numbers. This I'll is why numbers. you're freaking shilling for Georgia. Oh, they're not one, but all right. Uh, so they're not one. I think, uh, personally for me, Michigan's one. Uh, I think that, I think McCarthy's taken a step. If that's poisoned my mind, potentially that's that's possible that he has done so. Uh, but I, I think he's taken a step. I, we haven't seen the best of Blake Corum yet this year, which I to me is exciting. I know to JJ, you and Ohio State fans, that's not as exciting. Uh, we haven't seen the ghost of Donovan Edwards this year, dude. Fell right, off. right. That was that was tough. Uh, I Most love NFL that draft fans are waiting yes. for him to come back to life because whew, rough. Yeah, absolutely. I think Michigan gets Rod Moore is coming back. Rod Moore had a really nice year last year at safety. Packers fans keep that name up there. Uh, if Ford and Savage don't get extensions, I can't imagine both do. But like Rod Moore played really well last year. I don't know if that's you know getting a sign thing. <laughs> Who knows? Who can say? Uh, but I thought he played well when he gets back. I love the defense when McCarthy plays efficient ball. Colston Loveland is a really nice player. Uh, so they they've got some tools. Roman Wilson's played well. So I like Michigan at one. I put Washington at two. The game against Arizona State, everybody's had one of those type of games. I think uh, Georgia had it a little bit with with Auburn. So to me, I would put Washington at two to this point. I think the offense is awesome. I just Roma Roma Dunze is my guy. Love that. Um, and I think like they'll still have a defense that'll that'll play hard. They're not what they have been in years past. At three, this is where it gets more difficult. Mm, that's one of the two red teams at three. I'll, I'll lean Georgia at three right now. Um, I still, again, I think they're complete team in the trenches. I Beck's getting better. Yes, without Bowers, they're a little bit, their offense a little bit dicey. I still think they have tight ends who can step up. I like I Marius Mims coming back. He's excellent. Tate Rattler's a great at guard. Van Pran runs the show. He's an incredible center. I would have Ohio State at four. I, I I wanted to leave them out of the top five. I thought they were going to exit the top five this past week. JJ knows this. We talked about it. I thought Penn State was going to win. I will absolutely hold that L. Drew Aller looked disgusting. That was terrible performance offensively for them. If the Buckeyes can play defense like that, they can step up and play like Michigan better be ready. They they better be ready. So I'll put them at, at for obviously Maserati Marv, as, as Gus Johnson would like to call him, is <laughs> speed, power, balance. He's awesome, right? Like they so I'll put them at four. I, I would have I would actually have Oklahoma at five over Florida State at six. That's, I wonder that's, if that's the direction you're going. I, I it's close. I I do I like again, me being a Florida State hater isn't saying like they're bad. I just to me right now, they aren't a playoff team. They have the opportunity. They're going to have opportunities. I know Miami and Florida aren't like exceptional teams, but Miami competes their butt off. They beat Clemson without their QB. That's to me, you know, a team that's going to battle them a ton. It is at home. And then Florida, you know, that's a rivalry game. Florida can show up for anything, right? It was like, it was a a few weeks earlier this year. It was like, ah, Tennessee going to Florida. That's Tennessee's fine. And then Florida said, no, no, we're going to punch you in the mouth. Like, no, you're (laughs) you're not coming to swamp just thinking you're going to win games. So, Florida State has the opportunity to prove it to me. I, I think they definitely can. 
Uh, I, I really want to see Florida State play North Carolina in the ACC title game. That'll be fun, but that's where I'd lean right now. So I um, I am definitely a resume voter. <clears throat> I think fair. that uh, what you have done, when I'm putting together rankings, I always have to give more credit to what you have done and then just trust that, listen, you're going to get the opportunity to prove what you can do. Sure. And at that point, I will move you up. So, you know, Ohio State was not in the top five for me a couple of weeks this year. I think that's fair. Uh, at this point, I have to rank them number one. And it's because they have two top 10 wins. Now, Notre Dame has fallen a little bit, but they're still top 15. Mm -hmm. Penn State is in the top 10. Yeah. And in both First of all, they went up against two incredible defenses. Uh, Penn State was statistically the best defense in the country. And, you know, I'm not going to say that Ohio State mopped the floor with them, but they certainly in the uh, second half of the game took them behind the woodshed and, you know, really put a hurting on them. Yeah. And, and I can't put them any lower than number one. Based on what they have been able to accomplish now, they've had more opportunities than a lot of other teams. So you can say that's not fair. Listen, by the end of the year, it's going to sort itself out. And if OSU is not as good as Georgia, as Michigan, as other teams, those teams are going to get, going to get the chance. Wow, that's Pac-12 erasure right there. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's, okay. here's my number two. I am... And this was tough. I am going with Michigan, too. Okay. I, but it was really, really close. It's tough. And it's tough to make some of these. It is. Yeah. It's tough. no the the Arizona State game for me for Washington. Yeah. That was kind of the deciding factor. So Michigan is two, and I've got Florida State and Washington like almost tied. That's fair. And. And it's tough because, like, Florida State has a good offense, but their defense is the reason you really believe in them. Washington has a defense. Their offense is what you really believe in. Yeah. And and you notice in the top five teams that I have here, all five of them are defense-first teams this year. Uh, you know, despite the fact that, Ohio State, traditionally offensive powerhouse. Michigan can do some stuff offensively. Like you said, J.J. McCarthy is playing very well. Yes. Uh, and we know that that they have the guys to put together a competent run performance. Yes. Haven't really done it very much this year, but yeah. it can be done. But but this is, this is five defense-first teams in the top five, except for Washington. Right. So they're an interesting team to me, and I think I think I'm going to go ahead and put them at three just ahead of Florida State because I think being that offensive first team gives them just a little bit of a different edge than the other teams here. You know, and if Florida State is just trying to be the best defense out of a bunch of defenses and, you know, have a competent-ish offense that is – yeah you know, slogging along with a couple other competent-ish offenses. You know, Washington, to me, stands out as as they are just built different and can attack you differently than these other teams can. 
So I maybe that's a stupid reason to put them ahead of Florida State. I had to rank them some way, and that was the, the deciding yeah. factor for me. And then fifth, I have Georgia. And it's it's more so about, I guess, that I think that they can get things together by the end of the year, and, and they just have, to me, such an easier path to the playoffs than Oklahoma does. So Oklahoma yeah. is sixth for me. I yeah. think head-to-head, I would pick Oklahoma to beat Georgia. Okay. But Georgia's not going to play a single team that looks anything like Oklahoma. And Oklahoma has to play some darn good teams that are better than Georgia. Um, would you say, do you think, do you think Texas beats Georgia right now? No. Okay. That was just, that was just a question that I was wondering if you thought. No. And, and Quinn Ewers being out factors into, into oh, that yeah. a little bit okay. for me. Texas. How about Texas with Quinn Ewers? It depends. Is it a game that matters or is it just a random oh. Saturday? Oh, <laughs> well, um, I would like to like, say that this... I would like to say any head to head I propose definitely matters. Is it a bowl random? Or no, is, I it, mean, is it a playoff? I mean, is it I think hypothetically, I think hypothetically speaking, when we say would this team beat this team, I think we're talking playoff. I, I would assume if it's if it is a playoff game. No, Texas is not being Georgia. Okay. If it's if it's a game where only bragging rights are at stake, I think Texas wins by five. Now that's the Texas way right there. <laughs> if there's ever been a way, right? Like like Texas just goes, yeah, we want revenge for the Bama game. We'll beat you. It's like, yeah, we got this. No problem. It's like, oh no, this Oklahoma game matters. Like, you need to get up for this one. Like, we gotta, we gotta win this game to stay yeah. in the hunt. It's like, oh no, we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> That's not what we're about. I mean, I think Texas is one of those teams. Actually, like, I'm trying to think who who I want to say. Okay, let's say, let's say that for whatever reason. Now, you kind of wouldn't be realistic. I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of a Big Twelve team. That that like I I don't want to like slander the Big Twelve, but I'm trying to think of like who's the most unassuming Big Twelve team out there right now. I mean, all right, uh, well actually we're, we're, we'll say it's going to be um, we'll go with Baylor. Okay, I think there were there were probably I think two options you could pick there, maybe maybe three. Well, because I I didn't want to slander the newcomers. That, no, that no, yeah, I don't, three I don't newcomers think at the yeah, bottom of the yeah. You don't have to conference yeah, right now. I I agree. Yeah. So if, if if Texas is like one win away from winning the conference, <laughs> yep, sure. And it's them and Baylor. I think Baylor smokes them. I think Baylor wins by twenty five. And, and this is yeah. This is it's such a Texas thing. It's like Texas is becoming this type of team. Like, so you remember I said earlier this year they're gonna be Bama. They were gonna lose to somebody that derails the derails the playoff hopes. Yeah. I'm I'm almost certain it's gonna be Iowa State November 18th. I'm almost certain it's a road game. That is exactly yeah, that's the other team. That's the other team I was talking about. I was like, ah, you you could pick Baylor. To me, Iowa State is the unassuming team that that plays tough football. Like they, yeah. they play tough. 
And November 18th just feels like the time where it's like, oh, yes, Texas. They have gotten, you know, they've gotten back on track, right? They lost viewers, but they've beaten BYU. They've beaten Kansas State, right? Oh, they, they've taken down, you know, the reigning champs uh, of, of the Big 12 and, and, and of the team in the final, TCU. And it's like, all right, well, here we go. They're just, you know, Iowa State, Texas Tech, two more games. We're fine. We're getting to the Big 12 championship game. I don't know if viewers is coming back. I don't know if they've said anything about that. He's going to come back in a couple weeks. Okay. So yeah, so maybe until oh, then we, here we have go. Arch Manning. Oh, and we have we have that. What's the huge guy? He's uh, like Malik, Malik eight Murphy. feet tall. Malik yeah, Murphy. Malik Murphy. Yeah, Eminem. No, this is perfect, right? So it's like ah, all right, yours is back. We are. This is exactly the game yeah. he gets back for, right? He gets back <laughs> for this Ohio, Iowa State game. He's like, all right, here we go. We've got two games left. Then we're gonna go beat Oklahoma. And it's like, oh yours, whoops, and like whoops. yours is. He's about to head off to uh to the draft. Whoops. Like he's gonna go. This Zero touchdowns, right three here. picks. Yeah, this is the he's going to have game. a fumble, and their defense yep. is going to give up in the in the fourth quarter. They're going to give up four touchdowns. Yeah. So if you watch it, if you watch this exact game, Texas Iowa State, and you don't know who TJ Tampa is at corner, you will know who TJ Tampa is at corner after that <laughs> game. I almost guarantee it. It just it, that game feels like the game where it's like ah, Texas just needs to win this one. They're going to get back to the Big Twelve championship game. They can take down Oklahoma. Right, they were right in that game. And then they just blow it right there. And then even if they even if they find their way into that Big 12 championship game and they beat Oklahoma, now it's like, all right, well, same old, same old. Here we are again. Like Texas could not get into the playoff with a win over Oklahoma, but they can sure get bragging rights over Oklahoma to win the win the Big 12 championship. That's Texas right there. I thought there was I thought there was a non-zero chance that Houston was going to beat them. Oh, it, it it looked like it. And then, you know, in the end, it, it came down like to a seven-point game. Yeah, it looked like it for a second there. And it's it's so, that road game. It's the road games. We, so last last uh, okay. question, because we got to we got to. Yeah, go we, we got to. Yeah, yeah. Last item here. Yep. How many Big 12 teams was Connor Stallions buying games at, buying tickets at? How many, how many teams? We don't know this number. Correct. To this count? No, we don't. We th- th- yeah. This is not like a guess the correct answer. This is yeah. For a second, I thought fun. the first the first one you asked about which Big Ten team I thought was a guess it. Um, that's why I tried to go off book. Uh, and oh, maybe sorry. like Purdue randomly. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, no, we don't. No, know. it made it, it made much more interesting. Uh, we probably won't of your reaction. Yeah, I, I imagine so. So you said two. No, no, I'm just saying which oh. Big Twelve team or teams, if any was michigan scouting because because don't forget you know they did not scout tcu last year right they didn't and it it hurt them it it, they got shellacked kansas state you think they did scout kansas state i maybe yeah Yeah. i kind of think they would you know that's that's a very inconspicuous team to go watch right but they were in the big 12 championship game well, like they were one of the better teams in the conference. Texas is probably one of them as well, right? I, I assumedly Texas is on there, but I think I think Kansas State might be another where it's just again very inconspicuous. Yeah, like they're playing good football. Like that feels like it. I, Oklahoma's the obvious one, but they they're pretty bad last year, right? Were, so so the thing with Oklahoma, you know they they played Texas on October seventh, right? And oh well, so I think that they 
I think Michigan was at that game because he got two teams there, like double whammy. Scout both of them at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. So I, th- I I think that they scouted those two. Yeah. At the same time as each other. Yeah. And this then, year, la- yeah, I would say Kansas State last year and Texas last year. Um, this year, yeah, it's 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 got to be the big guys as they're making their transition to the SEC. I yeah, and and I think that they probably had a a plan to really ramp up scouting the top teams oh, for in sure. other conferences who were going to be playing in their conference championship games. Imagine that, imagine they're going to Oregon. Imagine they'd be going to Oregon, Utah. Oh, 100%. So, uh, yeah. 100%. They probably had been to two Washington games already. Yeah. I they are probably they would probably want to see Florida State play Miami. Like that's just that's the type of game that they would might probably want to see, or they're just wait. They were waiting. For, they, they maybe they were at Florida State Clemson. Like maybe they were or at that Florida one. Florida State LSU. They had to been there. Yeah, they they probably were at that one. Now, that was sure. awful early in the season, so maybe they were but, just focusing on the Big Ten at that point. But but it's possible you know, they were like, oh, whoever wins this game, well, we probably need to know them. Like whoever wins it. So yeah. might as well go see it, right? This is almost a quote-unquote playoff game early in the season. Whoever wins, then it's like, all right, they're on the radar. Ohio State, Michigan was at eight Ohio State games, I think eight last year, which is wow. pretty wild. Wow. Pretty wild. And then they, of course, uh, he had bought ga- uh, tickets to Ohio State, Penn State. He had bought a oh, ticket on sure. on each side, and he was going to have two people there: one filming Penn State and one filming at Ohio State, because yep. Michigan has to play both of those teams this year, and yep, uh, may have to play either one of them again in the playoffs as well. Yes, it's very possible. And like I said, a lot of people, and and I'm not one of them, but a lot of people are picking uh, Penn State to beat Michigan in what two weeks is it when they play? I think. Yes, I believe it. I don't think that'll happen, and I'm not, I don't really see the path to it. But Penn State is extremely talented. They, I think, I think they're, they're obviously one of the 10 best teams in the country. I think they probably are in the best eight teams in the country. But I, I have a hard time seeing them beat. Now, maybe, maybe if they change their signs beforehand, what are these jokers playing together? They play. I'm like, I'm like I looking play in two weeks. I is it week eleven? It's got to be. Oh, have we already put that November eleventh? They already put it. Oh yeah, okay, that's why I just scrolled down. They have put it. That's that's already scheduled. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The TBD. I was looking at the TBDs at the top because they have all the ranked teams at the top. I was like, where the heck is? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to go. do it for us today because we went way over. We, we said we we're going to do like 45 minutes, and we, we did, did an this. hour and 40 minutes, which is yeah. on brand for us here uh, for Packernet Derailed. Yep. To any listeners who made it this far, thank you. Goose, if you're still here, thank you. Uh, we did crown you. Too old for this. We thank you. The, the What did we crown them? Like the, the most disruptive derailer? or derailer um, yeah, The derailer, the derailer of the week, I think. Yeah. 
So, you know, you weren't even on here and you still got voted derailer of the week. So yeah. props to you. You had to share that honor last week with too old for you. But we, since we didn't have a, a live stream chat this time, too old for you couldn't send in office references. This is what we should do. Whoever makes it this far and tweets at one of us, you you win. You win this week. Oh, yeah. All right. The you first made it this far? Win. Yeah. So That's you got to tweet at both of us. So yep. it's at JJ Leahy and at Jake NFL Draft. Yep. And uh, just tweet at us and, and, and tell us that you got made it this far. Yep. And we're actually we're going to have an award for you on our next live stream. Yes. And we're going to make Ryan read it out loud. He's not going to have any context since Perfect. he didn't show up to this live stream. Perfect. And um, he's going to name you whatever award we have come up with so and if nobody tweets at us then we'll know that nobody made it this far because nobody cares about college football uh in the uh, packer audience which is totally plausible that's why that's why they're that's you know i this is guys when you want you want to stay up to up to date in college football and even if it pertains to the draft, that's why you listen to always draft season. You'll have all a lot. You'll have a lot more info as we head into January. Promise. Be, college football is so much fun right it now. It is it's so much fun right now. But the, I do understand the people who are like, yeah. I have to choose one of the days. I'm watching the Packers yeah. and the NFL, so I, I get that. But it's fun. My thing for me is is that there's getting to be too many NFL teams that I hate. So is it is harder to find games that I want to watch because sometimes I'll be looking. Now I did watch the 49ers play the Vikings and that was a fun game, but like traditionally that type of game would be the one where I'm like, I don't want to watch either one of those teams play. What are you talking about? But actually I think every time the Niners and Vikings have played each other in the last like six years, I think I've caught all of those games and they've all been enjoyable. So Anyways, all right, we're getting out of here. Thank you, Jake Shrink, for doing this live stream. Thank uh, anybody who made it this far. Appreciate, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be right back here with Ryan, hopefully, next Tuesday. Go Pack Go.